Father, we thank you. We just give you all the praise. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Thank you, Jesus, for for bringing us here again. Thank you, Father, Spirit of the Living God. We just worship you. Emrata viata sina kaere dishpala perano holma hata fesio no msipariata kaya oma zata variata kanimosite Jesus we thank you Jesus we thank you Jesus we thank you Jesus we thank you matukahare masete venemoshita ba represente vedemoshita kariata denemosita baliata emprazoto venima Jesus we worship you this morning Jesus we give you all the praise Jesus, we give you all the praise. Zahali mahata gahana, embrazata, emagata, egizavina mushita, emprazoto vene mushita, kariata bazoto benimata. Oh, Father, let faith arise in our heart this morning. Faith to receive from you. Faith to take from you. Faith, faith bahata gazoto vede mushita vade mushita bariata, emprazata vade mushita kariata zanta. Oh, Zavina Mahara Dazata Vademoshita Bariata. Father, we are here this morning. Oh, Mzezevini Muzete Vede Kahire Bashita Vanamata. You want to partake of your life. We are here for your life. We are here for your life. Oh, Prezevina Moshita Kariata Kada Muzete. Ebrazete Vesete Kali Muzata Vanemoshita Bariata. Embrozata Nimata Kalioto Vedemoshita Kariata. Embrozahi Mahata Vademoshita Vade Nazita. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. Thank you for today. Thank you, Father, for the breath of your spirit. Embrazife de Moshita Bariata. Father, we pray for more spirit even this morning. Release of your spirit upon us, upon everyone here, even for your blessing this morning. We ask for release of your spirit. Father, we are weak in spirit. Father, we ask, Lord, that you will increase us, Father, in your spirit. Father, increase us in your anointing. Anoint us afresh today. Father, let us partake of the beauty and the comfort of your spirit. Father, we ask for the release of the Holy Spirit, the release of your spirit in abundance for the purpose of comfort for our soul. Father, we are in need of your comfort this morning. Comfort us again. Oh, let the spirit of comfort come upon each and every one of us. Oh, let it over over us. Oh, Mazete Vena, let your heaven over over us, over your people, over yours. Oh, Lord, over us, your people, Father. E Mazete Vena Muharahata. Embrazete Vena Nashita Ka. Embrazata Vena Stepeni Hata Kaliata Vena Moshita. 
e praze makaina ven e praze venenoshita kariata emzotavana moshita thank you father thank you jesus we worship you we give you all the praise holy spirit we welcome you here spirit of the living god we come under you all of us we are under you we submit to your to your governance we submit to your sovereignty el mahai nasur we submit father we submit to you we are here again lord we are in need of fresh breath fresh anointing we are in need of strength father for to continue for to continue in life as we ought for to shift our dwelling place for to shift where our soul is for to shift into your own world or to shift fully into your life where your life flow from father release help help us this morning let there be a release of your anointing of your spirit and there be a release of sweet fellowship both among us and with you father we pray that the emptiness of our heart you will feel you will pour your spirit upon them in the name of father give us direction concerning our life father let the word of instruction come father we are here we ask that by your mercy you will give us your word you will inspire us in your word for to give instruction for to give life for to give doctrine for to give reproof for to bring correction for to instruct us in righteousness thank you father we give you all the praise we give you all the glory we thank you thank you jesus in jesus name we have prayed amen, amen. praise the lord hallelujah amen, amen. Uh, just take a moment to say hello to your neighbor good morning everyone that that eye is very short too are we happy this morning are we excited at all mm-hmm. i know i mean the previous the previous greetings in the past few Saturdays has always been hi today's a little bit cold i don't know what's going on hope we are not too weak eh hope we are we are strong hope our week has not been too stressful amen we thank god for for mercy for keeping us again we thank god for bringing us here and uh, it's a great privilege to um come together to break bread it's a great privilege to to look into the word of god together it's a great privilege and uh um we thank god for strength and grace Amen. for being able to to come at least you know just to to be able to gather together Amen. and the scripture has uh, said to us that we sh- as 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 much as the day approach right we should get a in short 
if possible, we should be meeting every day. But you know, little things here and there. So I know that one day the Lord will help us to be able to to fellowship at that level. And we don't know when that will be. It could be 10, 20 years, it could be five years, it could be it could be tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> amen. I like that amen of faith. Amen. amen. It's a great faith in the spirit. Amen. amen. So I welcome everyone. I'm happy to see us again. And I'm I'm sure the Lord is happy to see you too. Yes, sir. Amen. amen. Thank God for uh, our beautiful and shiny faces. I'm the only one that is not looking good today. Amen. No, I just it's like my beard. Just I just need to put some, somehow just, hang, just ended up not being brushed. But the Lord is Lord is good. Amen. But it's good to see our beautiful faces. Everybody just looking pretty and awesome. Amen. You know, Joy is looking awesome and pretty and and looking good. And you know, see our brother Kelvin here. He's always he's always on point. I mean, every time you see him, he's always fresh, fresh looking. Uh, you know, he's, he's the real definition of fine boy. No, no pimples. <laughs> Amen. I, I mean, see, there, there must be a glory because we are not. We are not seeing the people. There's a, there's a glory overshadowing the the whole So we are, all I'm seeing just a fresh, shining, fresh face. Amen. And then we see, you know, you do not at the back there to looking, looking pretty and awesome. Amen. And looking good. And you know, everybody's just looking fresh. You know, and. That's my, uh, my beautiful wife oh, there. <laughs> Amen. She's just looking pretty and looking yeah. awesome. Uh, uh. Amen. <laughs> uh, Amen. So I, 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 it's like I need to just catch up with you guys and God will help me so that I can quickly catch up so that I can flock with you and also be looking, looking awesome. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are we ready for the word? Amy had to come. I'm coming. I am coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. I'm yet coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. Yes. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'll come. I'll come to you. I'll come to you. I'll come to you. Oh, but I am a ill for me in a high. And so, I'll come. I'll come in. Yes, comings. 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 I'll come. 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 I'll come to you. I will come to you. I will come to you. I am coming. To you, I will yet come. I will come. I will come. I will come to you. I will come. I will come. I will come. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming to the spirit. Do we have a? Do we have anything? Do you have an interpretation?
Jesus for showing us mercy this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for grace, the opportunity to come to near, just near your things. Lord, I just reverence your presence. I want to thank you for the commitment you have towards us, to come to us, even though we might be far away, even though our thought may not be near you. Lord, we want to say thank you. Lord, it's great mercy that you've shown us even to speak to us. Lord, we know this is not any of our strength. In short, by our own strength, we are weak. It's death that is filled with our strength. But your mercy has come to us to strengthen us. Father, we know that you have every soul here in heart and in mind for to be blessed. Lord, we pray that the meekness to enter this blessing you will give every heart, Amen. even including me, Lord, here, even to speak your word, ask for meekness Amen. to follow your spirit, to align with your spirit. Amen. Lord, I ask for strength this morning to be able to speak your word boldly as I ought to. 
Oh, my high to see. Help us, oh Lord. Help us. Help us. Father, we speak life. And we speak strength to every weakness this morning. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, Mahai Nekefi, Heli Doye, Mahataka, Heli Sefeneda, Mahai Temesikon, Heli Dina, Lord Apa, Heli Misa. Well, we pray, Father, that you will give us great mercy and strength to stay on your thought. Lord, increase the capacity of our mind to capture your light at these rates at which you are giving them. Lord, that we will not be too slow and neither will we be too fast than you. But we will go at the right pace to be able to enter into your blessing. Lord, you will still elevate us. Father, wherever we are still low in our thought towards you this morning, we pray, Father, that you would elevate our spirit. You would increase and Heighten our soul to be caught up with you. We want to be caught up. We want to be caught up with you. Catch us up. Oh Lord. Catch us up. Catch us up. Thank you Father. We give you all the praise. Lord I ask for mercy this morning to be able to speak your word. Even the message that you have for us this morning. You will give me grace, mercy to enter the message. Lord, I ask for help because I am coming under your spirit. Lord, I reverence your angel which you have sent for us. Power to feast Capina for the purpose of your work and your ministry here. Lord, we align our heart even with your angel, with your spirit. Thank you, Father. Give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Uh, I want to thank God for uh, showing us great mercy this morning. How many of us know that uh, uh, it's not by, by gimmick or it's not by strength. We just come by open word. If, if God does not show, I mean, we, can, we might as well just, you know, just be clapping and just be praying. Amen. Amen. And I'm just humbled at the fact that the Lord is merciful to us to be to come to us consistently amen, amen. Uh, even though I mean we are we don't have strength we are not I won't say we are the we are the best Christ in the world you know but the Lord has been merciful the Lord has been gracious and I want to thank God for the mercy of his word increasing amongst us and for helping us to find grace, to find a better fellowship, to, to come together, to, to grow together. Amen. You know, beyond the word, just, there's also the, the fellowship, the, the engagement, the life. Amen. And I uh, just want to thank God for helping us where we have come to. We've, we've journeyed. We've, we've journeyed far. Amen. We've journeyed. And I know that everybody is growing. Amen. We are growing. Amen. Uh, it, may, it may seem like maybe we are not, but we are. Amen. 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 Enjoy your growing. 
Amen. <laughs> Amen. I can I see the, the growth you are. So uh, I, I know the Lord is helping us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Everybody here is growing. Edith is growing. Idomir is growing. Kevin is growing. Tovia is growing. And, and God is helping me too, to grow small, small. Amen. Uh, I know that we'll come to the end of where God wants to take us to. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You see, I'm not rushing into the word. There's a reason for that. Amen. Uh, one of the things I'm beginning to learn is um, being able to just follow the spirit when it comes to ministrations. Amen. And uh, even though maybe there's just a manner, just a manner in which, and sometimes I'm restricted from moving further. And when I, if I go with strength, I say, I know, but let me go and a problem. So I'm just allowing the spirit of the Lord to move my heart upon the word. Amen. Amen. And so I think the word is, there's, there's, a little, there's a little grace to enter the word a bit. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ah, I want to welcome uh, Auntie Edith. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Ah, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for your other... But, and, but I know he's in a meeting, but uh, how did you, I mean, did you, did you? Okay, so he dropped, so he dropped you first. Oh, he's around, okay, 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 all right. I, I thought, I was wondering, okay, was, uh, hopefully, uh, okay. So, hey, awesome, we're happy to see you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we open to the book of John, chapter 14? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And we are finding grace little by little to uh, be able to navigate the scripture. Um, the thing that the Lord began to say this morning concerning him coming to us, um, I know uh, part of that, I know it's a message, but I also feel it's also talking about the commitment of God towards us here. Me, I know that the Lord wants to come to us. And it will come fully to us. Amen. Amen. So that we can partake fully Amen. of him. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I'm just trusting the Lord to be able to speak concerning the things that uh, he's saying. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So are we in the book of John chapter 14? Mm. Mm. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, I'm just going to go. Amen. In the in the word from however it comes and We'll go from there. Amen. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes the Lord might start from a high note and then you know, he take us, but sometimes low and, and the, however the Lord wants to come. Amen. Yeah. Uh, I realize that, you know, me just flowing and going with him uh, helps. Amen. Yeah. Uh, let me read from the book of John chapter 14 verse. Uh, I'm going to verse, I, I want to go to verse 18, but... I'm looking for where to start, but I think this conversation 
is very essential. So I will see, uh, let's go to chapter 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. Amen. Amen. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me? Philip he that had seen me, had seen the Father. And how seest thou then show us the Father? Believe it not thou that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Or else, believe me for the very word's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do. So very, verily, I say unto you, If he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do. Because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye and whatsoever ye ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandment, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comfort, that he may be, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while. And the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. And at that day. Ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandment and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Amen. Amen. Jesus, Judas said unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and he will come unto him, you see, and make our abode with him. 
He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sin, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, come, whom the Father, sorry, Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, peace I live with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto give I unto you. Amen? Amen. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you love me, you will rejoice, because I said I go unto my Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now, I have told you before, it come to pass, that when it is come to pass, you might believe hereafter. I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Uh, here we see the, the, the teachings of Jesus, or the sayings of Jesus concerning him coming, into, coming to us. Right? Him talking about coming to us believers. Uh, of course, he's not coming to those that are not born again. Now, this coming is not for those that are not born again. And Mahato Kelma, right, this coming that the Lord said is going to come to a believer, I will come to you. This coming is not a coming um, that has to do with rapture. Amen. Amen. I know when we're talking about rapture, this scripture, somehow we pick a sense from it. But this coming is not talking about rapture. Amen. Amen. It's, a, it's a specific coming that the Lord come to a believer. Amen. Amen. And that coming is not a coming for it's like I'm so I'm, I'm, It's not a coming for visions of God. You know, sometimes we can dream and have a vision and yeah. and all of a sudden we just see the Lord coming to the room. The Lord came into my room. That's not the that's not the kind of coming that the Lord is saying here. Now this coming is specific and is specific to the soul. Amen. Now, when you hear comings, right, there are, there are ways we can interpret the Lord coming. I will come, you know. I mean, I know for the first, I know for a fact that if I hear the Lord will come to me um, 15 years ago, what I would say is that the Lord is going to appear to me. And if I say the Lord is going to appear to me, what I'll be looking for is praying such that I can see visions. Sometimes I'll be excited that, ah, one day, I will open my eye and then I'll have a vision, the Lord will appear and, ah, and then he will talk to me and we'll, we'll talk and I will, I'll be able to give a testimony to my friends and my brethren about the Lord appearing, how the Lord appeared to me and how the Lord came to me. And those kind of things is very sweet. 
but it's good to say. Amen? Amen. But this coming is different. It's a different kind of coming. And we must understand what that coming entails. Amen. Amen. Or also understand the manner of coming. Amen. Amen. We must understand the manner of coming, how the Lord will come. No one we say the Lord is coming, one of the things that uh, we usually say is that rapture is at, at, at hand. The Lord, the Lord is coming. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Amen. Amen. Repent or you go to hell. Well, let me just say hi to our brother there. He arrived and he just, just sat down quietly at the back. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We were asking after you earlier and uh, they said that you were, you were in the building, that you were around. So we're trusting God that we're, we're in the spirit. <laughs> but thank, thank God now that you're physically here in the flesh. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I'm just waiting on how the Lord wants to move concerning this coming in my heart. Amen. But um, I'm just trying to explain that aspect. Amen. Now, the, the issue of coming has been, has evaded the body for a long time. I mean, I'm not saying that there won't be rapture one day, that maybe the Lord will appear and then, um, and then uh, we will be caught up with him. Um, maybe he will show up and then all of us will just, I'm not saying that's not going to happen. I'm not disproving that. That's not the focus, right? But the, what is important is knowing and when the Lord says it's coming, it doesn't necessarily mean rapture. Yeah. Or it could mean rapture. Mm -hmm. Just a different kind. Wow. Okay. Amen. Amen. Now, the issue of coming that the Lord is talking about, Kaimi, however, yeah. has to do with the issue of the kingdom. Yeah. Amen. The Lord coming is, is the reason for his coming that the Lord is saying heart here yeah. is for the purpose of kingdom. Yeah. And all the manner of coming is relating to the kingdom of God. Yeah. And in this issue of kingdom of God that must be resolved properly so that we understand why this coming is not to rapture physical body yet. Especially this coming. Right? It is to rapture the soul. Amen. Amen. So there's a need for the soul to be raptured. And, the, and we will understand that reason when we begin to move into the understanding what the kingdom is. Now you'll notice that when Jesus is talking, he uses sight of the kingdom to speak. Now, the place I'm saying is that chapter 1. Let me read it first. Say, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. See, this, this thought is what the Lord is saying. Amen. It's what the Lord began to expand later. Then I began to talk about the different manners of his coming. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
feel, I feel so weak in my tummy, but the Lord is good. Amen. Amen. It says, in my father's house, there are what? Many mansions. So, many mansions is talking about, if you have many mansions, right? It means that, kahoto fair, okay, this is what I'm saying. If you have many mansions, you have an estate. It's not one. If you're just trying to use a physical. So if you have many mansions, right, is an estate. Or for us that know, you know, the way they build house here, where you see the, where they are building new, new, many new, new houses, you go to Bridgewater, you go to Priory, Priory, is it Priory? There's Sage Creek. There's Priory Point. Thank you. Bridgewater, Priory Point, Sage Creek. There's another one that we don't know. Isn't that not not area? Is in Jefferson area. I don't know what that one is called, but they have a new. <laughs> and there's another one that they call it. Ah, I think it's my wife. It's my around my. There's a, there's a name they call it. Garden City. And there's a in Garden City. You have a new new area there. Now, one of the things that you see that is common there is that when you have many new development, many new houses, right, what you see there is a lot of buildings that forms a community, right? Now, if you look at it, technically, it's a mini domain. Let me not say domain. Let me say it's a domain. Is the domain of people living there. Right? Now, if the people, the people that live in that area, they have a, a, a shared sense of ownership. Right? Of the community. So when they're there, if, if I, for example, if I live in Bridgewater, what do you live? Ah, I live in Bridgewater. And I know my Bridgewater people. Right? So, ah, you live in Bridgewater? We connect. Ah, so that we are from, ah, Bridgewater, okay. So I uh, live in that area. Okay, uh, which area? Okay, that place. Eh, uh, so you live by. It means that we can come to visit. Ah, uh, eh, okay, you know, you quickly connect, right? Now, what I'm trying to explain is just, okay, that's just a sense of community, right? But in a way, it's a domain of people living there. Now, what I want to show us here is what the scripture is saying. Say, in my father's house, there are what? Many mansions. Hope higher, right? In my father's house, there are many mansions. So what they are saying here is a house that houses estates. Now imagine all the house in Bridgewater or Sage Creek now put all of them in a house. So how, what kind of a, what kind of a house is that? That will house, and it's not just ordinary houses, right? You know, in this land, you know, there are houses, there are mansions. And if you go to, is it Wellington area? If you go to Wellington, you get to some areas where, you know, you begin to, what you see are not houses, right? But there, are <laughs> there are different classification of houses, right? You can have, uh, let's say people. Okay, okay, this one this one is different because official 
Officially, officially they are all houses. It's we that classified them. You can have a civil sense of the word. Ah, structure is evil. A structure is evil also. When you say structure, you're talking about a huge. For example, a structure is like a stadium, or a. Uh, I mean, I that. Uh, it used to be Bell MTS. It's now Canada Life, <laughs> but it's 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 in a way a mini structure. Mm-hmm. A, a structure is that museum. That museum is that uh, human rights museum. That is structure. A structure is even a structure is in a way even close to a big mansion, right? Yeah. But there are some. I want to use our temporary structure too, but there are some houses, and when you see them, you, when you pass them, you don't consider them house. And you call them, we can call them buildings. They are shacks. No, you have shacks. A shack is not your house. So even though you might see a, sh- a building standing, it can be a shack. Right? It means that when a shack does not have too much, uh, too much things beautified. A shack is, does not have too much care. Uh, is is rough here and there. There are some buildings. They may look big. Look na- when you enter there, you realize there's a shack. Uh-huh. So you have shacks. Then you have buildings. Those ones, so people can live there. May not be the best, but it's okay. Then you have nice buildings. They are they are a whole lot nicer. And then you have uh, what else? You have structure. We can move to structure now. You have structures. You have edifice. No, those ones. When you're moving there, you begin to look at mansions. When, you have, when I say you have, you have, when you have mansion, mansion talks about luxury. When you have a mansion, it's not, it's everything, everything about a mansion is that it is a huge size. The living room is huge. The, the rooms, the bedrooms are huge. The common areas are huge. Corridors are huge. If you have a staircase, huge. Everything inside there is huge. So what qualifies a mansion is that there is a lot of space. Right? But there are some houses that they build now. They build them close. Even some of the new new houses they build in all these bridge water, they are not mansions because they are just chocolate, chocolate spaces. The space inside there. You move them like, ah, are you managing houses? There were, there were like new houses that we were looking at at one point. We looked at and when we moved in there, the outside looks nice. You move, you look inside. Ah, the living room is not more than. D- divide this place into four. Wow. Wow. If you divide the place into four, it's even still bigger. The living room in that space that you no, know, we saw like ah, what's this? What was the, what they call living room? It's not more than. The length of this cupboard. Let's say, let's say one, two, three, four, five, six. Let me about six feet. So six by six. Or let's just say eight, eight by eight feet. I'm like, this is not, this is not a living room now. This, <laughs> this, this is a, a what's it called? A hangout. You know, you know, back at home, when you have living room, there's not one corner where they just where we just hang out. Don't play the hair. That, that's hair. 
I'm like, this is not, this is not a space, but a, a mansion, a corridor. It's like a corridor. The thing about a mansion is that it is big in space. It's huge, right? Now, let's now move up heavenly, right? You now have the, uh, Jesus saying, in my father's house, there are many mansions. Now, a house that can contain a mansion must be a huge mansion in itself. But say there are many mansions. Now, what they're talking about here is clearly the kingdom. Now, you can't talk about the kingdom without talking about a, a dominion. Right? The kingdom of God is God's dominion. Right? The kingdom of God is God's dominion. Hard to tell, right? So in every, in every place, now you can call a house a place too. Right? In every place that the Lord has set, it is for dominion. And that dominion is to rule a, a kind of life. Amen. Hallelujah. Hope we are following. Eh? We, are, we are joining together. Which I don't know where this is going. But, or don't know, I mean, they told us what the Lord said that is coming, but we don't know what that means yet. So we get there, right? So in every place that the Lord is, right, there is dominion. The reason for the Lord setting a place. Now the reason why I'm saying a place is that a place is also where they keep blessing. Right? So the Lord has set places. Blessed be God, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So inside Christ, you have places. And in those places, they are heavenly. Those places are also places of habitation. In which, if you can dwell there, you can partake of the blessing that is there. Or, or the blessing that is there is what determines the kind of dominion that that place can give. Amen. Now, what I'm seeing here is that when they say in my father's house there are many mansions, that, that's, that statement is full of all kinds of revelation. Right? Because although clearly what they are talking about here is the father's house. Now, you can't talk about the father's house without talking about the house of God. The Father's house is, a, is, is a, the house of God. God has a house. When I say house of God, it means that when you get there, the fragrance of that place smells God. You know it's not everywhere that God is. Right? I'm not talking about in himself, because God is omnipresent, right? Omnipotent, omnipresent. Omnipotent means he's, he's all potent. All powerful, 
all potent. There's, there's no potency that does not have. When, so, when something is potent, it means it can power. Potence is power, right? <laughs> so you have omnipotent, you have omnipresence, right? It's all present, it's ever presence. So it's ever present. God can be everywhere at the same time. The whole world, every, the whole world can, can see the presence of God, can be present in everywhere in the world at the same time. So just because we're experiencing God here doesn't mean that they, they can't experience God somewhere else at this present moment, right? So God can, is everywhere, but is also not everywhere. By, how do I put it? By expression, but by, by manifestation. Not in his own manifestation, but by the manifestation in men. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. It's better now, eh? Sorry, my beard was also trying to preach. <laughs> Amen. So the Lord is the Lord is present everywhere, but is not present by hmm, what is the word I would use? Omahaya. Ah what's that word? Okay. The presence I'm trying to explain is the Lord being expressed through natures. Right? To or where the Lord, okay, let me put it this way. This is what I'm saying. Where the Lord's dominion is, is where He is. Does that make sense? Why? The Lord is that spirit. Wherever the spirit. Of the Lord is there is liberty, right? If the Lord is not in a place, you won't find his liberty there or freedom, right? Now, of course, when you talk about this, you have to relate it to the soul, right? In the sense that what needs liberty is the soul. Okay, right? So wherever the Lord is in the soul, there is liberty. Amen. Amen. So, but, but that where the Lord is and the reason for liberty is that the soul has agreed with the Lord so that is dominion can fully express. Right? Now, where the Lord is, they're not also talking about his manifest presence. No manifest presence is in levels. You can have manifest presence as we are worshipping here, you can have a manifest presence. Right? Okay. That's to help us. But there's another manifest presence that has to do with him being present in your soul. 
right? Now, the way that one, that manifest presence, that one is a, it's a relationship thing. Awareness of the spirit, the soul joining in salvation. Right here. There's, there'll be a level of presence there, but... Mm-hmm. And, okay, one thing I... Ah, okay, let me know. I don't know how that aligns. Let me leave it, because just a thought that, that came, right? But what I'm saying is where... The point I'm trying to make is wherever the Spirit of the Lord is. So if the Scripture is saying wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, that means that it is possible for the Spirit of the Lord not to be everywhere. Even though the Lord is everywhere. Now, if the Spirit of the Lord is also like that, I'm sure in God is also like that. So, we're not talking about the, all, the sovereignty hand. That one, you can't argue that. Right? God is ever present. He's, even though we are not seeing him, he's present. He doesn't even have permission to exist. Right? Everywhere. He can choose to manifest himself in different places, different times. Amen. So that's the Lord. That's, that's that. Whenever the Lord manifests, what you see there is dominion. If the Lord manifests Himself here, in the moment where the Lord is being manifest, there is an absolute establishment of God's dominion in that place. That's why it is easy when, when maybe the presence of the Lord comes and then maybe there is somebody that is possessed of evil spirit. They're like, ah! You start reacting and manifesting, right? It's possible. The reason why that, why do you think that is happening is because there is a manifest exercise of the Lord's dominion. Why? The person that have been there, right? Different times, nothing is happening. The Lord, I mean, the Lord has, but... When the Lord is exercising his dominion or his presence or manifest, there is what you call dominion. So the Lord appears, he gives dominion. Now, ah, I'm seeing a sense, but I don't know if that's a message, but anyways, what I'm seeing also is if the Lord is going to come, it's for the purpose of dominion. Right? The Lord wants to establish his dominion or his domain. So, if the Lord comes to a soul, it's for to give that soul things for the dominion of his life. Now, if you still look at it, you now begin to see that Christianity is not being so. We've played with Christianity. We think Christianity is just all about ourselves. Right? We think Christianity, where we pray fast, get things. God, give me car. God, give me job. We think that's what Christianity is for. But we don't know that the thing about Christianity is, is a serious dealing of, the, of bringing God's dominion inside a soul for that soul to carry the full expression of God's life. 
And see that thing, this thing I just said. I can tell you that many people have heard it before. A lot of people have heard it. But it may never, in a moment, click as something that has to do solely with God and his life. The moment you just hear God's dominion, the first thing everybody will start thinking is how they are going to domi be dom uh, dominate in their workplace. Or oh, if you have the life of God, you're supposed, God has made us kings and priests. So therefore, we should exhale wherever we are as Christians. In short, many believers have taken the Christian dominion mandate as going into the world to become captains of industries. Right? CEOs, that politician I said, that was that was is a new area. We don't even near them. It's now that people are nearing them. Before we don't even near politics, we don't go there. There's also sense. <laughs> See that this same sense has also brought believers to move into politics with the sense that if you have Christians in politics, all of a sudden Nigeria is Nigeria anymore. Not, but this is, not, this is not the only a Nigerian only problem actually. It's also here. It's everywhere. So if you have Christians in the system, that all of a sudden everything will be awesome. I'm not saying that it won't help you. I'm not saying that having Christians there is bad, but I'm telling you that that is not where it is. If you like, put every Christian in the, put Christians in the parliament everywhere. If the people don't love righteousness, they will fight the government. I don't think so. Partially, what you are seeing today is the, in government, in many government, is literally the, what the people want. Whatever you see a government where people don't want something, it doesn't last long. Eventually, it will change. Why? Because the people will eventually fight. Unless you are a military officer that will start killing people, so things can arise. Civil war can come up dethrone the government, like all kinds of things can happen. But dominion is not, you know, going to, I'm not saying that people should not go into politics. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if the Lord has raised, there's a thing, if the Lord has raised you well. Why? Because, see all those places, the evil spirit there is Satan's dominion. is where Satan's, that's Satan's seat. If you're, if you're going to go and fight him there, then make sure you have what it takes to wrestle against Satan. Why? Because you might say a Christian will go, you get there, you're corrupt. Mm -hmm. Even if they are not corrupt, they may be, they, they may be helpless. Amen. Amen. So, dominion, right, is not just going to take lands and all those things. We have, I don't know how many sins we have. I know there are a lot of sins that we, that we have we have come into when it comes to that area of dominion. All kinds of thoughts. Spirits have given men, have given men all kinds of thought. Right? Why? And I know and there's a reason for it. I can see why it's Satan can do that. Or we may not have any defense against it. I mean, I understand why. Because the light. See, what usually happens where, where Christians move into things like this is that the current light has not provided a means of movement in the spirit. 
So, we Christians, we like doing a lot. Right? So, because we like doing, like, what's next? Okay. We go to church. We serve God. We pray. What's next? We are not ready to go to heaven yet because God has not, rapture has not happened. Okay, me as a Christian, I know I have God. I'm better than unbelievers. That's a sense too. That's because of weakness. That we don't, I, mean, we are, I mean, of course, the state of that soul is better than you know, a dog. But that doesn't mean that the soul is healed fully from being a dog. Right? When I say a dog, I'm not insulting, sorry. I'm talking about, and it's, it's Reverend that also taught this dog area too, so if you want to take it, maybe you can ask him. So, the, 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 when I say dog, right, they're talking about a nature, an, an animalistic nature, and that nature is better as a, as a result of a kind of way of thinking, right? What does a, a, a dog, there's a way it behaves, there's a way it thinks, right? There's a way it interacts with people. That's what Gentiles are. So all Gentiles are dogs, right? And the reason why they are dogs is because nothing has been done to them to elevate their thought from animalistic thought to a man. Do you know that a man is better than an animal? In short, a man, if you say a, a real man is an Adam. Okay, I'm not, I'm not trying to, ah, do you know me that, me that I'm not yet fully, no, that's what I'm saying, right? That's what I'm saying. Of course, we can't, there's a way, but if we say the truth, there's still some doggish sense, Right? That we have. Yes, now, what are these doggy sense? Just check it. Traditions, rudiments, philosophies. Wow. Right? That spoil. All those things spoil, right? That spoil men. So, they, they, if a man is thinking, a man doesn't think selfishly. A man does not think a man does not think proudly. A man is not haughty. Because the real definition of a man, like I said, is Adam. That's what I'm checking in scripture. Right? That's it. And what does it? It doesn't it's not selfish. Amen. It is when man fell, he fell from being a man, right? He fell from his heaven, fell from being a man, right? And then he began to dis disintegrate. Eventually, men dropped into the state of an animal. And his animalistic behavior you begin to see in men. Where you begin to see all these uh, men marrying men, women marrying women, all those things. It's animalistic. It's not, it's, not, it's not real. 
And the reason why that is happening is because something has been tampered in men's nature. Yeah. That's why that is possible. Yeah. When God created man, he said male and female created Did God make a mistake? Now, male, female, there's a reason for male, female. And then multiplication. The moment you remove male, female, forget multiplication. I don't care what science is doing now, saying they have artificial insemination, all kinds of things. This, the, the result is that you still took a male and a female. Abby? The egg that was fertilized is from a female. Abby? What fertilized the egg is from a male. Can egg fertilize egg? Can sperm fertilize sperm? It's impossible. The moment you remove the equation of male, female, forget about multiplication, forget about dominion. Abby? So when you see people fighting and then they are putting it in our movies these days, subtly they, they, are they are elevating the life of death, right? What they are, they are not, it's not you they are fighting, sure you know. Who they are fighting is God. Sure you know that, no, because we are, we are careful, but I still say nothing you can do. Do you know that LGBTQ is, what they are fighting is God. If you check it, everything is, they are fighting God. And before nobody is victimizing anybody, all of a sudden, they started bringing it out that they are victim. Ah, 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 who's victimizing who? Those that were there, everybody around them knew, and nobody was judging. If they themselves don't feel something is wrong with it, you know that thing judges them too? It does. What they are fighting is to remove that thing, that conscience. They want to see. The, Sneering their conscience with, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. They remove everything that has to do with limiting me from joining in this part. They want to remove it. Yeah. That's why I say, what's that thing they used to say now? Say your truth. Hone your truth. Hone <laughs> <laughs> your truth. That's, not, that's nonsense. Yeah. Your truth is not your truth. It's, it's, a, it's truth of a spirit. Hey. <laughs> yeah? Thank you. Hey. Any truth that can't make free is not truth. Wow. It's not. Amen. How did I enter here? Okay, dominion. Amen. So, so, so we're talking about dominion. Okay, what did I say again? Talking about places, right? Um, how did I get about the life of eh? mansions? Okay, that's too far. Let me move forward. I was talking about the, where the spirit of the Lord is, and there is liberty, and God's not everywhere, right? Where God is, both physically, physically or be it in a, in a soul, is for to establish his dominion. And because we know that the Lord says where the, wherever the spirit of the Lord is, I don't know, something is telling me I'm not quoting it well. I don't know. Let me read it. I'm, I, but just the way it's sounding in my mouth. Sorry. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, I read verse uh, okay, 17. It says, Now the Lord is that spirit. Uh -huh. And where? Because I know that wherever, it's feeling somewhere in my mouth, like wherever, I'm like, ah, that's, not, that's not, it doesn't sound like what the scripture says. So, it does sound in uh -huh. 
So let me quote as it is. He said, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is spirit. See, and where? You now tells you that the spirit of the Lord is not everywhere. The Spirit of the Lord is nowhere. Everywhere. Everywhere. I, it's like a thought quickly came up around that area, and so I think I, I need to clarify something here. I think the sense I'm getting, it could be a question from your heart, or I don't know, but is what do you mean by whatever the, the Lord is not everywhere? But I have the Lord inside of me. Yes, you do. The Spirit, Holy Spirit, is inside everyone that is born again. But, there are operations of the Spirit that equates the Lord being in you. Right? The Lord being in you, the Lord being in you, there are limitations or there are manifestations. Amen. There are manifestations of the Lord in one being with you and being in you. Being with you does not necessarily mean the Lord is there. But being in you means that the Lord somehow is there because he's in you. So the Lord is in you. Right? Now, where the Lord is means that the Lord, in summary, where the Lord is means the Lord has arrived there. Right? So, the Lord has arrived there. So, wherever he is means he has arrived or he has come. So, that him coming is him arriving somewhere. We know that what we're talking about here is the Lord arriving in a soul, right? And that's what we're talking about. So, because we have, we have to zoom into these things in the sense that it's possible to, uh, you know, there's, there are all kinds of thoughts around here, right? You know what the Lord is. You know, there's that separation of the Lord is not everywhere, the Lord is not manifest everywhere. It's true, in a way. But also, the same way it's like that, naturally, it is also... He, it is the Lord will help us. Amen. Let's just pray that uh, Satan does not come and fight us soon. Anyways, so the 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 Lord the same way it can be everywhere but not manifestly present everywhere. That experience can also be in the soul. So you can have a believer that got born again, 
that never experienced the Lord being in them. In the sense that they know the Holy Spirit. They don't even have a flourishing relationship like that with the Spirit. For you to even facilitate the Lord coming into them. Sure, we know that the, 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 real, the real goal inside God's heart is to, is to, is to fully come into a soul. So the Lord can be in souls in measures. That is why God gives his life in measures. Everything about the Lord is in measures. Right? He will make sure that you have measures of him. Even life from the least, Holy Ghost is in measures. Christ is in measure. Even God is in measures. But we don't think it's a measure. It's a measure. Right? In short, everything about God aligns. Okay, I don't know why I'm saying this, but, but this is a new teaching we are learning. Everything about God aligns. They are line upon line. Line upon line. Everything about God aligns upon lines. I don't know, maybe some people are listening to me and they wonder what am I saying. Sorry, we'll break it down. Don't worry, just keep following it, okay? So, there are lines upon lines, then also precept upon precept. Precept is for the purpose of line. When you have a precept, the reason for precept is such so that you can cross to line. Right? So when you are in precept, you are learning knowledge. Then you move over to line. The, issue, the area of line is the area of the Lord arriving in a soul. Wherever you have a line in a soul, you have a measure of God there. Amen. So the Lord coming to a soul is... Jesus is Lord. Wait. Wait. How many minutes have we spent? I'll forget about that. I'm targeting 130, so... So we have 45 minutes more. Okay. So where the Lord is, so where the Lord is, right, there is, the Lord has, where the Lord is, is where God, where the Lord has arrived. Let me put it that way. So where the, where, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. So where the Lord has arrived. So, Again, the Lord is not everywhere, like I was saying, right? And I was talking about, um, okay, I'm talking about, uh, okay, how I journeyed here is through mansions, Abby. So where the Lord is, wherever his spirit is, there is liberty. Where the spirit is, is liberty. But the Lord is not everywhere. But it means that, <laughs> the reason why I'm thinking about that is that wherever the Lord is, there is his dominion. Right? And there's a need to bring the Lord to a place. There's a need to bring the Lord to a place. So, 
Here's the summary. The goal of every believer is to ensure that the Lord, the Lord is in them. Or that the Lord arrives in them. It's not easy to get the Lord in you. But let's not be afraid. The Lord, as the, the Lord can come. In short, you see that God is bounded by an oath to come to us. So the issue is not on his side. Right? So the goal of a believer is to ensure that the Lord lands in them. So, if we are defining the goal of every believer, why am I a Christian? You're a Christian so that the Lord can arrive in you. So there's a thought that kept coming, and that thought, that thought is, you see the same way you, hey, ah, I don't know, okay, not, not many people have watched this movie. Uh, maybe Kevin might have seen it, because I, I mentioned that at one point, it's a, it's a series. Um, what was that? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. It's something like that, where I'm watching this show where they, are in, they, they travel in time. They have a spaceship that is a time, time ship. Eh? It's not Doctor Who. It's Legends of the of Tomorrow. It's Legend of Tomorrow. Where they they go in fi fixing things in time, so they are heroes of time, pretty much. So there was a the last one I watched. There was a a particular guy that lived in a different planet, which but he was from Earth. He has developed his technology such that he can create a whole human being and download all his consciousness into it. So he has found a way to take all of his genes, his DNA, and somehow program it to be able to have all of his memories, skills. He can even edit. I don't know how they did it, but it's a movie show, but anyways, you get the concept. So what happened is that if you kill him in a lab, something will print a real human body and download his consciousness into that. So it will print the skin, the cells, everything, the organs, and then download the consciousness into it. Now, what that will mean is that at every moment in time, he can always get himself back. So is 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 person. So each 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 person that exists carry everything of himself fully. Nothing is missing. But he downloads it. The reason why I'm saying that is that that's the same goal that we are. The Lord wants to do for every believer. Yeah. The Lord wants to download Himself. Yeah. To every believer. And there's a progress bar from zero to 100 percent. 100 percent means you are fully you fully received him, means you are you are God. Zero percent means you just got just got born again. 
If you're not born again, forget downloading from zero to 100. The reason for Christianity is for the, for, to receive the fullness of God. But there's something that's fighting that, is our nature that Satan has put in there. So all kinds of nature that we have, which the Lord wants to change. Right? So the Lord wants to change that nature. And what is, if he has, what is the sole purpose of every believer? It's for your nature to change. So this thing brings me back to the will of, of God. You know, what's the will of God in my house? Uh, car? What's the will of God to get a car, to get a house, to get a job? The summary of understanding that, to understand the will of God in any, any area of anybody's life is simple. Tie it to the program of salvation. What is the, the will of God concerning everybody would always be based on that download bar. How much of me can you have? Simple. And that means that I have to be wise to make sure I make decisions that, is, that allows God to fully download himself in me. Simple. So, I think that simplifies our problem, right? Although, I mean, still, but in the layman, it simplifies the whole thing in the sense that every believer, our goal and aim is to make sure that we make decisions to allow God to arrive in a soul. I guess what I'm explaining is the is the reason why God may want to come to a soul, right? So we are earlier in the tongue say, I will come, I will come, I will come. There's a reason for that. Right? It's for, like I said, for the purpose of dominion. To establish his dominion, right? And not just establish his dominion, to, to give his dominion. So, there's a place where the Lord's dominion is. Right? The Lord's dominion is in a place. Ah, no. Ah, they're resisting me to go in that direction. But okay, I'll, try. I'll, I'll just say, I think, I want to cut short cut, but they're not allowing me to cut short cut. So I'll just go, <laughs> I'll just go, I'll go like that. Amen. I'm, I'm trying to cut short cut because I felt I'm talking too, too high. I mean, but I mean, it's not that, is it high? It's just, it's plain. Everybody can understand that, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, the, okay, maybe I can, I'll, I'll use this scripture that we are reading so that it will be clear. We'll go from there so that I can journey to that chapter 18 and explain. So, the sense I'm seeing here is that the Lord wants to make it clear why or define our Christian work for us. You know, we've been talking about, we've been talking about, in our Christian work, we've been talking about looking towards the heavenly, thinking about the heavenly places, living, not being natural, living here to move up, right? We've been talking about thinking about receiving heavenly, being elevated, right? The reason for all that is so that they can get us, right? Hey, to move into the real thing, right? The real work, 
the real Christianity. Why? Because if we don't, if we don't get our priorities clear, yeah. or if you don't get a soul to think heavenly, yeah. to move into the heavens, forget about that soul receiving heavenly blessings. But a soul that does not know that there's what we call heavenly blessings will never think about it or move into it when all that yeah. it is encumbered with is the natural. Yeah. All I think about is things in the, if what a believer as a Christian by default what stares us in the face are things concerning the natural we're not yet positioned properly. The right positioning of every believer is first you must be spiritual. And when I say you must be spiritual, I know all that are learning understanding will be thinking Christ. I'm not talking about Christ now. I'm talking about being spiritually inclined. Right? Now, what does that mean? Everything you have to do about your Christian life, about praying, reading your Bible, enjoying fellowship with the Spirit of God, right? Having a relationship. You know, having a relationship with the Spirit of God is different from using the Holy Spirit to do things. Right? What we know is how to use the Holy Spirit and use God. Pray so that, fast so that, uh, uh, what else do we do? We, we give so that God can do this for us. We, those that give, God gives to them. If you check it, we are selfish. Why? Because we are not really thinking about anybody else. Even the giving you are giving to somebody is giving so that I'm making sure that the Lord is blessing me. Those that give, the Lord gives to them. It works. It's not a lie. But, and it's okay. The Lord understands that area because we are still in 0%. Right? It's okay. It's okay. But the Lord wants to move us from 0% Amen. to 1% to 2%. All the way to 100. Amen. Right? So, the, the goal of every believer, the life that every believer should have, should be towards being, so let me put it this way, a soul must be spiritual. And, be, and being spiritual is not a crime. And being spiritual is not, okay, let me put it this way. Being spiritual does not mean you lose in short, you, you lose, but one of the things that used to plague us that we usually escape that, see that being spiritual area, I don't want to be too spiritual because the reason why we are like that is because there's a sense of losing something. But the truth of the matter is that, you are, see that thing you think you are losing is actually nothing. What you gain by losing that thing is going to be so much more. And the funny thing of the matter, the thing you are trying to lose, you actually gain it by losing it. It's like this. Maybe part of what is disturbing us is that if I'm spiritual, I won't be able to chase money. You know, sometimes it, it, doesn't, it doesn't come out clear like that. Though. Part of what happened is that let me, let me be okay first, then I'll give God time. You know, that's, that's, that's where we say it. But what we are really saying is 
if I give myself to God, I may not be able to chase money the way I'll chase it now. But let me chase it now so that when I have it, then I can come for him. It's a lie. If we can follow God, now realize that God can, that thing we are trying to yeah. hope, we are not willing to, we are, willing, we are not willing to let go, we can actually get it. That's just a natural law. But you know that this thing also applies to the spiritual. For those that are already in one, two, three, four, five percent. In such that every life that you don't want to let go, the reason why is because you are not seeing the promise or you are not seeing the life behind it to let it go. The moment their eyes see the life out of the dead, the, the thing becomes nothing. Easily, ah, take I will sell everything to find you. See, that, that song is not for those that are natural. Yeah. Selling everything to find God is not for those that, that appreciate the natural more than the spiritual. Here's the summary. If you savour the things that be of men, forget you gaining things that be of God. Savour, to savour the things that be of men, means that it is things that are natural, that men go after, that are the hot pursuit of your soul. Hot. No, no savo. The, the way I can explain savo is I always use the same example. Maybe I'll just uh, I'm looking for it's even not even for this type of route though. It's food. No, we savo food. I'm, ah, I know, I know people that love food here. And I'm not, I'm not accusing you people. Though. It's not an accuse. I'm not, it's not an accusation. Okay. I'm just trying to use. Ah, but some of us don't like food. So I want, to, I want to make sure I cut across. Right? For this example, those that love food will understand it better. But those that don't like food may not because they don't like food. Right? For those that love food, there's a way food brings joy to the soul. You know, this kind of joy is, that English joy does not explain it. You people that experience it know it. Right? There's a measure of, ah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Okay. Everybody have craved something before. You've craved a food before. Okay. I think that applies to everybody. Because for those that love food, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah that one is ever present. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Wait, now. This is not an accusation for those that love food. I'm not telling you, I know. It's just, I mean, it's, just, it's there. You like, you like food. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just trying to use the thing to. I realize that when you are craving for something, Everything in your member will be long, <coughs> will be arranged towards getting it. Yeah. And then when you get it, there's a way the thing just, yes. it just, not, when you satisfy a craving, there's a way the thing just sits. Yes. Amen. Amen. There's a way the thing sits. 
Hi, baby. There's a way the theme just sits in you. Savoir. Okay, let me th- let me explain it in the natural. Savoir means that when they thank you, the same way that when they bring the food you are craving to you, like ah, okay, well, I thought ah, the excitement, right, that comes. Now translate that into. Whenever they say, let us come and do something in the natural, the body is very excited. Yes! When it it comes to your life, what you consider is your money, is your house, is natural estate class, all those things. You start, those things, you you serve all the things that be of, what are the things that be of men? Estate. Edge, pride, lost. I mean, all of them are from lost. The thing that people lost after name. All those things appearing as the best. Those those kind of things. You appear as the best. You appear as no fault. Perfect. I mean, mean, like we're praying this morning, we can hide our things. Right? Appear as. What do people. no, there are, you know those things are things that men suffer. Those are natures, yeah. right? Yes, <laughs> those are things that men suffer. Yes, if, if a soul suffer those things, it will be difficult for that soul to suffer the things that be of God. In short, that thing is a major weakness towards serving God. So for, you know, sometimes maybe somebody, you hear about be spiritual, Right? And then when you hear be spiritual, or God does not have any excuse to be spiritual for you, God will not have, give you any excuse for not being spiritual. You know, there's a sense that we quickly want to ask, um, what does the spiritual mean? Right? Now, I mean, okay, this, this is different in the sense, right? <laughs> this is not uh, a specific example for anybody, but just, just a thought that comes in the sense that it's possible that as the, say, you know that word is weighty, saying that God will not have any excuse that for, ah! Because that thing will want you to, to be spiritual. Because, see that statement, what is demanding is that you be spiritual and that you serve the things that be of God more than the things that be of men. The soul can play it down. And Explain it okay. I just have to follow God. Mm. This thing is common in the sense that you know anything that why am I talking like this? You know, there's also you know there's a hi, what is this thing? You know, play it down for the purpose of continuing with our own way, our own thing. Just play it down. Now the moment you play it down, what you realize is that what the Lord is demanding from you, is, and the funny thing is that when we hear statement, it could be anything, it could be anything I'm saying. When when we hear that statement. Those statements, not just anything I'm saying, anything that in preaching, right? Preachings, you hear something. What that statement is asking for is calling for a response because that word is actually grace. Yeah. When that grace comes and it begins to, and that word says to the soul, serve all the things that be of God. See all these things you are chasing and going after. Can you relax and give priority to your spiritual life? 
the moment you now play it down at okay, they are saying okay, just be spiritual like become Christ. Maybe become Christ because Christ is spiritual. You now realize that you've downplayed it. The, the command, the 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 life that should come forth out of that thing, you've thrown it away because you, you just watered down the demand. Is a nature of savoring the things of men rather than the things of God. That's why sometimes when we are, we know we are weak, that's why we are hearing word. Yeah. So when word comes and the yeah. thing springs, ah, there's a response I should have. Don't play it down. Yes, Don't downplay it. Yes, As it is, take it, mm-hmm. respond to it. Yeah. Don't look for excuse around it. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, there's nothing wrong with clarifying, right? But see that demand that the thing is asking for. Yeah. Don't downplay it. Take it. Use it. Respond to it. That is how we can actually receive the download. I'm explaining. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm talking about response now. Amen. Amen. The Lord is helping also. Amen. Okay, because I must. I must end somewhere, right? So, savoring is so that savors the things that be of man. Will not. Will not love. Heavenly blessings. That soul will not love elevations. Because until the, 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 the process of elevation actually demands that you savour the things that be of God. And when I say savour the things that be of God, right, I need to put layers to it. If you are someone that does not like God before, that in your Christian work you just don't like um, stress, this word might be saying to you, okay, can you now start taking the things of God more serious? Maybe what you need to do is now start praying more, reading your Bible more. Right? There's a level there. Right? Now, after that, there's another level to that. Right? Which is, it is not just about reading and praying alone, but that is a step to start. Those things have a destination. They are taking you... When you begin to give, when you begin to give the things of God a lot more attention, what you realize is that little by little, you begin to leave your natural habitation, which is earthly, and begin to move into a place. You know, traveling from one place to another is not automatic. If I go to move from point A to point B, you have to move. Okay. So the process of moving here is giving more heat to spiritual things. Loving the things, savoring the things that be of God. Loving God more. Let that be first, then everything else align under. And let's not be religious too. I said, let that be first. Everything beyond that. There's a way religious heart can, or religious spirit can come and walk upon us. And then, now all I want to do is pray, and then I don't want to eat again. That's all we're talking about. All I want to do now is pray or read my Bible. Therefore, I will not wash my clothes. Yeah. And I'm wearing clothes every day, and I just put my clothes on the, on the bed or in the laundry box. And then the clothes will be there, right, for weeks. And then I will, maybe, uh, well, 
thank God for humility of money because when money, because after you finish all your clothes, you have to wash it now. If not, you have to go and buy another cloth. <laughs> right? Now, so we're not talking about not doing things. It's more about the place of God in your heart. More about where, the, where do you place God? Every believer must have God in front of them. That's how you should live naturally. You must place the Lord before you. Therefore, you will not be moved. Moved to where? Moved into the world. The, world, the things that happen, you won't be moved by the things that move men, that serve the things of men. Amen. Amen. So there's a need to, to serve us. Hi. I don't even know this thing I'm preaching today. God, hi. Where are we going now? I've not even entered the message. I've entered a small boat. It's like the message is hanging somewhere. <laughs> I've, I've not arrived there. You know what I was supposed to talk about is him coming. Mm. Now I'm talking, I'm talking about dominion. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, where am I? I think I should move forward. I am at uh, Sabari. Okay. I'm talking about Sabari, the things that be of God, right? Because the Lord wants to move us into heavenly places. Okay, that's where that thought came from. Because that's what we should move to. We should not be earthly. Right? <clears throat> the reason why I'm saying that also is because I believe there's a sense to Christianity whereby the Christian faith is more, has been tied to worldly pursuit. So when you not think about being a Christian, you don't think beyond what natural men would think. And even when you're thinking about dominion or anything, like I was saying earlier, the way we, 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 because we don't have the light of the soul journeying into God, or what, the real purpose of salvation is that God will, will come into our heart, right, fully, and there's a process to that. No, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a light that assumed that because we are born again, then we, are, we have God inside us. We are of God. We are the righteousness of God, all those things, new creation, reality, and all that. <laughs> because of that sense, we were blinded to the process of salvation, the main reason for Christianity. Therefore, when we have done all we can, like pray fast, we are not always thinking evil, Although you still like pursuing money and other things, but because that one is not, you know, there's a reason. There's always a reason for going after money, right? Yeah. Like you need to pay house rent or different things. <laughs> because we have excuses like that, we don't necessarily, uh, we don't necessarily see an issue in that area. Put that way. <laughs> but you now realize that we've hit a spot. Then what should I do with my Christianity? Question will arise. Okay, scripture talks about dominion. Ah, how do we dom how do we have dominion? Ah, dominate in the workforce. Okay, you now have many Christians that have dominated that area, that that place is conquered already. What, what's next? Ah, let's take the city for Jesus. I'm not saying there's anything wrong in taking the city for Jesus. You sure that's what the Lord wants. The Lord wants to take the city. And I believe the Lord, by the message of God, my heart of faith in my heart, Winnipeg will be taken for the Lord. Amen. In my heart of faith, Emma, Winnipeg will be taken for the Amen. Lord. Amen. Amen. We know that. But there's, this, there's, a, there's, you know what we are saying? We take this, we like not realize that it's an ambition inside the soul that's talking. Why? Because they've checked everything else they can do with their Christianity, nothing else. Now they now begin, we now begin to focus our gaze on things that men serve. Yeah. We, that we have been, Everyone has been, re, is a rehabilitation. Yeah. 
See, Holy Spirit being given is for rehabilitation. When we get the Holy Spirit, is to rehabilitate the soul. Why? Because there are things we follow. Now, jump spirit. Then the spirit will begin to move you into a different world. Different from the one that you are already a master of. Because we are a master of the natural. Why? We think about our food, uh, school, house, job, marry, children. All those things. That's, that's where we... Have you ever seen anybody that think beyond that? Or money or name or or fame, all those things in the natural. Nobody thinks beyond that. Yeah. Well, even when Satan comes and gives them maybe occultic spiritual power, is it still for the natural? Fame, all those things, different things. Even those that use occultic power to do miracles, what are they looking for? Natural, they want to be famous. They want people to see them that they are powerful. So you has to see things inside there. So all that men think about is the natural. But there are thoughts from a place that is not natural. It's not about house. It's not about car. It's not about money. This thought is about grace. It's about truth. It's about meekness. It's about charity. There are thoughts that can fetch... Have you ever seen somebody that carried meekness as something to go after without being spiritual? You can never have such a thing because men don't go that way without being elevated. There's no way you can be natural and you ever, ever near that kind of thought. And the funny thing is that when we just get born again, you know, okay, be humble and all those things. You know, you get level. Yeah. Yeah. It has a level in the sense that the reason we are even trying to be that sometimes is because we're trying to protect something. Anointing. And maybe you've seen people that did that and they fell from fame or maybe God elevated them. They had a lot of things and then because of pride, you know, just to, ah, let me not be prideful though. If, if the Lord will exalt me in the natural I must not be. It's true now. But there are, there's another way. And (laughs) this sense, right, is the reason why. Okay, I don't have a word for it, but okay, if I can, if I can say it later. Eh? (laughs) Oh my God. Do you know that I was thinking I was still 15 minutes behind? I was like, I thought it was just like one o'clock. Hey, okay, okay, okay. I think I've said a lot. Maybe let's let's read the Bible. <laughs> let's read the Bible. Let's, please give me some time because once that was start playing, now that's the end. That's what's that thing? What's that? See, that thing is a spirit. Once once the teeth touch like this, that's the end. Amen. In the next maybe ten minutes, I'll just I'll start rounding up. Okay, but. But I think the key of the thing here is I want to elevate spiritual things Amen. in the sense that I know, I know we've talked about elevation and spiritual things before, but I want to, what is really in my heart is the joy, the savour of spiritual things. That can you, when you fellowship with the Spirit of God and begin to enjoy the savour of the Spirit, 
the fragrance of the spirit that brings things like gladness, joy, that brings the revelation of the person of God that can allow the Lord to come. If you don't think about spiritual things, do you think God can come to you so? There's a, no, there's a process of coming. The process of coming to a soul is really for, when, the, when they say the Lord has come, I think I mentioned the message already. When they say the Lord has come to a soul, what they are saying is that they want to reveal themselves to that soul. The moment a soul sights God, the Lord has come to that soul in a measure. Right? So when the soul love, okay, God will help me so that I will, I will, I will rush quickly. There's a thought. Hey. Okay. The Lord coming to a soul simply means the Lord revealing himself to that soul. When knowledge is given to a soul, when I say knowledge, I'm talking about spiritual knowledge. No spiritual knowledge is not scripture. No spiritual knowledge is not reading, knowing that verse 1 of chapter John is talking about verse 2 of uh, Timothy. You know, no, no. There is a level in that. There's nothing, that one, right, is not wrong in the sense that it's a level. Whereby you need to know what is in the scripture be accustomed. Sometimes, some of us, right, when we're in this world of revelation, right, whenever we're reading our Bible, every single day we want to be getting revelation from the Bible. But the truth of the matter is that revelation comes from abundance of, of, of word. Right? Okay. Revelation only uses the word. So if you don't have it, forget revelation. So with that, what that means is that when, when you are reading the Bible, you should have, there's a mind you should have, okay, do I just want to read to know what is there? Do I just want to read to, for fellowship? Do I want to read to study? They are all different things. But we get confused sometimes when we are trying to do all of those things in one time. Right? We want to study, read, and Fellowship at the same time. Yeah. No, now, <laughs> like my brother will say, line up on line, precept on precept. There's line up. There's line precept. There's there are things. One, you must have the word in you, right? So, I know that when you are reading Bible, you can just read for the sake of knowing what is there. Yeah. In short, the spirit needs that yeah. before, before revelation comes. I don't know why I'm, I'm, this is a digression, sorry. But we should know, so confusion comes sometimes when we don't know why we are doing what we are doing when it comes to reading scripture, right? That every single day, I don't understand this one, no. why? Because you're trying to use a revelation light to understand it. Can't you just read what is there? 
But they said that the Lord and Jesus came and he sat down. And just know that he sat down. Why do you want to know why he sat down? There's a revelation. Ah, there must be a reason why Jesus sat down. What does it mean that Jesus? What does it mean that Jesus sat down? It just means Jesus sat down. Abi, it means Jesus sat down. He sat down, right? They said that, uh, and Jesus ministered upon the mountain, and Jesus went up to the mountain. He left. Hmm. Why did Jesus move up to the mountain? There must be reason. They said Jesus moved up. No doubt one first. Then later, maybe the Holy Ghost can explain to you why. But if you, you've not read it before, you don't know it, you're reading it, and then, hmm, Jesus went to the mountain. Why? Calm down. Just read your Bible. <laughs> Amen. Read your Bible. See the aspect of of revelation is an operation of the spirit. That one, the spirit comes upon you for that. Then after you've grown in your way, you can learn the wisdom of engaging the spirit for the purpose of fellowship in revelation. Sometimes when you want to even do that, it is what he has already revealed you take. When you begin to think on it, the Holy Ghost can pop expand. But the nature in us, see what I'm saying is still a way of explaining how the Lord comes. Right? It's how the Lord comes. I'm explaining how the Lord comes. Right? So there may, there's, a, there's a way that you will be reading. And as you are reading your scripture, as you are reading, just read what is there. Right? Just read. Many times, sometimes, when they even teach revelation, they'll mention something. I know it's a scripture, but I just don't know where it is. Right? But the person preaching was able to use that because they know where it is and what is written in scripture. But we want to have all that without, <laughs> without doing the, the minimum. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know I've said this. Maybe, sorry, I don't know. I just went high. Maybe what I should have said is how the Lord can come to you. So I just have to explain that read your Bible and know that. <laughs> Maybe I thought that how the Lord can come. When the Lord wants to come. Okay, so the Lord comes for the purpose of revealing himself. That one is an operation of a spirit. So those, let, let me put it this way, those that does not love spiritual things can't experience that. Those that don't serve or spiritual things can't experience that. It's those that are looking for God that will find him. Abby, seek, you shall find. If you are not a seeker, if what you seek is bread, butter, car, wife, house, husband, all those things, forget anything about it. Say, but seek ye first the kingdom. So, to receive the kingdom, you must seek it. I mentioned earlier that the reason why Jesus wanted to come to us is for the purpose of giving kingdom, dominion, right? So, the Lord wants to give dominion because where he is, is a place, is a place of his dominion. I thought I would enter Psalm 103 today, but I did not. I was, I was seriously tempted to enter Psalm 103. It's my weakness. I know, I know why. I know, but oh God has helped me because I've, I've learned by wisdom that don't just teach what you want to teach because you like it. Right? 
but I was hoping maybe, you know, you know Paul said to when he was praying, he said that I was looking, maybe they're in the will of God <laughs> to come to you. <laughs> so I thought as I was nearing the area of dominion and place, I was like, ah, maybe they're like, oh, sorry. They just, they, they, they sidetracked me, man. Whenever the Lord allows us to go there, but it's fine. But what I'm saying is because that one, that psalm was just talking about the places of dominions. Right, I was going to come from here, but let me read the, Let me read this before, because I'm about to bring this to an end. Say, so let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. So you see here that Jesus was talking to them. He says, I go to prepare a place for you, right? But he was talking about dominion. He was talking about his kingdom. Where Jesus was going to is his kingdom. Why? Because that's where he wants to bring us into. So I go to prepare a place. But this kingdom that I'm talking about is about the, is the kingdom of God. Right? Because we have the kingdom of Christ. Because in the kingdom of God, there are two major kingdoms. The kingdom of Christ and of God. Right? To establish that, let's go to uh, Colossians. Just quickly, and I will quickly jump back. Because when I mention this, right, for those that maybe are not conversant with the scripture or don't know that area, not, not conversant, sorry, maybe we don't know that area in scripture because I know you'll be wondering, what is he saying? Right? Because sometimes you might think that I just came up with this out of my own sheer will. No, sorry, I don't even know Bible. So Colossians chapter uh, 1, or is it true? Actually, it's two. Eh? Yes, it's two. I know it's two. I don't know why I was saying one earlier. Okay. It says in verse. Uh, okay. Uh, it's verse two. Let me read verse two. Say that their hearts might be comforted, being knitted together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Right? So there, they are talking about the mystery of God because the mystery of God is talking about, when you have mystery, it talks about the hidden wisdom of a kingdom. Right? So they are talking about acknowledging the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. So those are different mysteries that must be acknowledged. Amen? Amen. Ah, I think there's another, there's another verse that says that of the kingdom of Christ and of God. Hmm? Is it Colossians? You can help me find that scripture. Oh, yes. Ah, I know there's one in Revelation there. But, okay. There's one in Revelation 11.15. Thank you. And then there's another one. But I don't know where. But let's read that. 11.15. It says, And the seven angels sounded, right? And there, was, there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And I like the word they used, become the kingdoms. Right? Of our Lord and of his Christ. 
So our Lord has kingdoms. Christ has kingdoms. But they are talking about that, that there's two major kingdoms, the Lord, right, which is God, and of his Christ, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that. So and for the purpose of, inside the kingdom of Christ, you have places, right? So that's why you have blessings kept in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. So the summary of what I'm saying here is that every believer that will love the coming of the Lord, not the, and I mentioned, I think I've explained, the purpose of coming is such that the Lord can give himself. It's for the purpose of depositing himself into a believer. And that's the purpose of, that's the reason for Christianity. Right? So, that being said, there's a way the Lord will come to a soul. Amen. So let me read further in John 14 that we're reading as I, as I bring this slowly to an end. It says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That's where I am. Say, I go, see, it says here that I go to prepare a place for you. Then after he goes, then he will do something. I will come again and receive you unto myself. So he will come. So this is the, see, the, the, the mystery here is this. When we get born again, or when Jesus died, what he, the, after he died, because all this thing is still talking about, you know, I will go and come again. Jesus did not die so that we can have car and houses and all those things. Jesus died so that he can make a way for us to go back to God. And not just by being born again alone. When he goes back to God, it would bring God to where God is. So the journey of every believer is to go back to where God is. But how would that happen? Jesus needs to come again to take us there because we don't know the way. And I said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I believe he said this earlier. Abi? Verse 6, Abi. I am the way, the truth, and love. Because after, after he said, I will go and come, Thomas now asked, he said, and whither I go, ye know, and the way, ye know. Of course, they don't know the way. Right? But he's talking about something that was, this thing is a prophetic word. No, there's a way Jesus speaks with wisdom. It's, it's a prophetic saying. Say, whether, where I go, ye know. They don't know yet. But they will soon come to where he go. Where is he going? He's going to the kingdom of his father. Right now, says, and if I go and prepare a place, okay, I'll come. Says, and would I go? In? And then Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know that we know whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. It means that you can't get there unless I take you. And that's the purpose of me coming to receive you. So we as believers, you can't just jam, jam the gate. See the kingdom survival and the value is by force. It's not you. Don't, you don't take it. See the force they are talking about. That is not you praying and jam yourself and then you enter the kingdom. The kingdom of God is is a, is a sacred place. For you to near that kingdom, you must first of all love. And here's the summary: because you are born again, does not mean you are in the kingdom. Amen. The kingdom of God 
is where the life of God is prevalent. Everything about that kingdom is the life of God. Now tell me, is the life of God us running to buy houses and uh, cars and looking for husbands? Is that, is that what they call the life of God? No. Is it getting money and you know, career? That's that life of No. The life of God is talking about the, the, the value of life inside the soul. I don't know if I can put that that way. But it means that, they, see, when that life enters a soul, that soul will be elevated. But for us to come there, we must love spiritual things. We must savour the things that be of God if we are to receive His coming. Those that He comes to are those that savour His things. And we know, see, I've said this clearly that He's coming to take you to where He is. That is not rapture or the end of time because that's what everybody is waiting for. We are all waiting for the coming of Jesus. When Jesus comes, he'll take us. No, 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 no. He will come before then. How will he come? He will come in knowledge. Imagine you receiving the knowledge of the God of this, of God of the universe. The God that made all the earth. The all-powerful, the omnipotent. Imagine you knowing him. I'm not saying knowing him as the one that you've known. Like, oh, I know the man that is sitting upon the throne. Amen. I know that white man. You know, most of us, the knowledge of God that we know is a white man. A man uh, with white beard, right? Sitting on the throne. Full of white hair and, uh, uh, and all that. Far away that I can't approach. No, that's not God. It's actually, you can actually touch him. You can actually feel him. You can actually take, uh, smell his savour, his fragrance. Now imagine that God. He says he wants to come into a soul. It means that that soul will receive something much more than the natural. It means that soul will receive much things much more than what we we, 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 we use all our life to follow. All our and here's the summary: Can our pursuit be for to receive His coming? Can we say Maranatha? God come. See those there. You don't know that there are those that love is appearing. Ah, sorry, I didn't get it. There's a scripture that, is, that talks about that. It said, and to them that love is appearing, will he appear to again the second time without sin? It means that, hey, time has gone. I don't, I don't, I'm not preaching again. He wants to appear to you and me without sin. It means that by the time he, if you love his appearance, hey, so many things I'm seeing, sorry, I'm just trying to put them together, right? If you love his appearing, right, he will come to you again for the purpose of remitting sin. He will come again without sin. There are many appearances of the Lord. I didn't get there, but I don't know if we'll get there some other time, but please just read this scripture again. This is chapter 14, right? You see that the coming of the Lord, of Jesus, is not once. They are multiple. The first coming is to actually welcome a soul into the kingdom. You can't enter the kingdom of God unless God comes to you. Why? Because you don't know the way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Therefore, he must appear. How does he appear to you? Is in knowledge. Is in understanding. Do you know there's something called spiritual understanding? 
There's what we call spiritual knowledge. Spiritual knowledge is not natural knowledge. Natural knowledge is what we take, we go to school to learn and all those things. Right? Natural knowledge has its strength where it is little. Natural strength can't deposit power inside of you. Natural knowledge, the same knowledge is power, I get it. It just takes, it just means that when you know something, you can apply, uh, you can apply, you can use it to make better your life, I get it. But I'm telling you that knowledge is indeed power, but not in that level, not in that way. Knowledge is power in God's way. Means that you can have the power of God. You can come into the power of God through knowledge. In short, the experience of the power of God begins to come to you by knowledge. Imagine grace come to you. How does grace come to you? It's through knowledge. So grace and peace be multiplied unto you, right? And in, the, in Numbers, right? I believe chapter 6, 24, this is how you bless the people of Israel. Here's the question, do you want to be blessed? This is how you bless the people. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. He said, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he be gracious unto you. See, that's grace. He said, may he lift up his countenance and give you peace. So you have grace and peace for the blessing. And then after you have blessed them that way, then you put my name upon their head and you will bless them. So that is when some, what you call true blessing is when a soul as begin to receive what you call grace and peace. You don't get, see, see, and here's it. You don't get grace and peace eh, by being a worker. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't work. Please, that's what I'm saying. I'm elevating certain things that we, we used to say, right? I'm, I'm not in any way disputing the fact that you must be a worker. In short, if you are not a worker, there's something wrong, right? Here's the thing. Being, imagine, see, this, see, they say blessing, no? This is how you receive blessing. Grace and peace, right? Be multiplied to you through knowledge. Meaning that you can't get grace and peace without knowledge. So knowledge is important, right? But if you want grace and peace, means you must have knowledge. Now, do you, is it, is grace and peace that is being multiplied to you? Is it you having a job? Is it you having a car? Is that grace and peace? That's not grace and peace. Grace and peace, you can only get it through the knowledge of God. It means that souls must desire to know God. You must move from being a lackadaisical like Christian. Is it lackadaisical like Christian? A Christian that just, uh, just go to church and go home and does not think anything about God really. And then one conversation of God springs up, that's the only time they talk about God. That's not, that's, you are still like a Desica. You are not even, I can't, that one, I don't know, you are a Christian, shall but a Christian is defined in what you pursue. How are you a Christian? It's not just that you go to church every Sunday. I mean, you should go to church again. You are a Christian because you have something you are hoping for. And the, your hope must be God. What is the hope of what's the hope of your calling? The hope of your calling is your baker. That is what you are called to. That is what Christ saved you for. That is why Christ wants to come and raise your soul and bring you to where he is. How he's going to come to you 
to bring you. When he has left, you're not going to come in a vision. How is he going to come to you to take you to where he is? Before rapture, physical body being raptured, he has to rapture your soul. How? He must come to you through knowledge. But if he must come to you in knowledge, he must serve all his things. You must fall in love with, with his things. You must engage his things. You must think heavenly. Can you love heavenly things? Do you like things like faith? Do you practice faith? Do you, do you read your Bible? When you read your Bible, do you just desire to know your Lord and Savior? When a heart is positioned that way, the Lord can come to a soul. And you know we like talking about the Lord coming in, but there's a positioning for that. You must be positioned for the Lord to come to you. If you're not positioned, the Lord, there's no way God will land. You must give him a platform in your heart. If you don't give the Lord a platform in your heart, there's no way he will land. What is this platform? It's a platform of fellowship. Read your Bible. Pray. Do you, do you desire to pray more in the Spirit? As the anointing comes upon you, just fellow, pray in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Do you like reading things about God? Do you like reading Christian books? Some of us, eh, Christian books. What, what about Christian? We, we know we need to grow. And we know that we need to read some books. But we'll be busy serving God. When I say busy serving God is that you can go, you sing, you usher, you what else? Maybe you even have a program, you think, okay, yes, by doing this, I'm serving God. Sure you know that all those things, that is not where your growth is. Yeah. And you may do all that, the Lord can use it, but your soul will not elevate. Because you just create a problem for uh -huh. But if in your heart, you are too busy for your own personal growth. You will not rise above the natural. Why? Because you need the knowledge to take you out of the natural. If you still like the natural things and you are still combat by those things, you just serve, serve, serve God, but you don't pay attention to your, to your spiritual life. What, we, what you begin to see is that you have a sense of Christianity. You have a sense of serving God. But the true nature of the soul will still be earthly. That soul, when you check it, you wake it up in the morning. What is the strength inside of you to rise up and fly into the heavens? They'll see that there is nothing there. You have no wings to fly. Right? No wings to fly. You can't... To, to wake up every thought, it will take a long time. Don't let every thought be far from you. Fellowship. Think about scripture. Meditate on scripture. Fellowship with the spirit. Enjoy the life. What will make you fly, take flight, right? Is a sweet fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Now, this thing is part of the message, really. You know why? In that later in, 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 in verse, verse 18, it says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So let a little while and the words yet me no more. But you will see me because I live, you shall live also. And that they shall know that I mean the Father. Okay, let me run. And okay, let me. There's a verse 16 says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. You will now see what the Lord is saying here. He's giving another comforter. Say, I will not leave you comfortless. Say, I will pray the Father, he will give you another comforter. That's, who, who is that comforter? We know that's the spirit. The spirit is the facilitator of the coming of the Lord. He is the comforter. 
that will bring the comforter himself. Jesus is a comforter. Holy Ghost is a comforter. How does he comfort you? He makes sure that the Lord can land in you. So do you like the Spirit? Do you drink the wine of the Spirit? Do you fellowship with the Spirit? Do you desire more of the Spirit? Fall in love with the Spirit more. Keep falling in love. Keep falling. I, I know we may say that we, we love the Holy Ghost. Yes, we, I know, but we can still increase. Amen. This is just gearing us up to, to make decisions. To, to not just be... When we, are, when we are thinking of spiritual growth, not to think it in an earthly manner. Don't think spirituality the way natural men think spirituality. Become spiritual. Love spiritual things. Fellowship with the spirit. If you have to read book, to read. If you have to pray, pray. If you go throughout your day serving God and doing it and you don't have any spiritual investment for your soul, you will never rise up above the natural. The natural will always beat you hands down. I mean, if you like the natural, then you know what, like you can stay there. But I can tell you that this natural will pass away. But there is one that will not pass away. Is the one, the word that abideth forever. There are things in the heavenly to enjoy. See, when you begin to taste the knowledge of the Lord, you don't realize that there is nothing much more precious than the Lord. You will not know how just learning about the creation or learning about Christ in a different way will bring so much elevation and joy to your soul. Nothing that you've ever experienced before with knowing about how you can get money or car. Or how. You know some of us, we're happy when we get new jobs, when we get new car, no new things. Those are the things that give us joy. You don't realize that when you taste of the Lord, you now realize that the Lord is good. You don't know what is good until you move into the spirit. It is the spiritual that explains good. Are we blessed today? Are we blessed? Do we have desire now for the comforter? For the Lord to come? Do you desire the Lord to land in us for the purpose of receiving spiritual elevation, dominion? Can we just begin to thank God for today? Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. Mahatavane Moshita Karia. Can we begin to thank the Lord? Can we begin to pray that heaven begin to give us desire for wines of the Spirit, for elevations, that we want to fall in love more with the Comforter. We want the Lord to come, that we would, see, this is the key, that we will savour spiritual things. Can we begin to pray for the savour of the things of the Spirit to be on an increase, that wherever we are weak, where we, are, where we still savour the things that be of men, that strength would come for spiritual savour, to savour the things that be of God. That we will think of heavenly things, spiritual things. That we will think of our maker. That we will think of salvation. That we will think of the coming of the Lord upon our heart. That the, the, the grace to savour his things will be on an increase upon our heart and our soul. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your mercy and your kindness. Thank you for how you've helped us today, Lord, even to fellowship in your word. Father, we pray for those that are desiring to suffer your things more, that you bring grace in fellowship, that you bring grace in spirit, that you increase spirit over every heart. 
hearing your word, that have desired in their heart for more savour of your things, that you release your spirit more heart poor, heart poor of your spirit, for to elevate us up, to elevate us up. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You dwells between the cherubim, shine for You dwells between the cherubim, shine for You dwells between the cherubim, shine for